All right, it looks like we are live for another episode of the Ranger Experience. My name is Christian Ingram, better known as the Power Rangers guy. I am your host, and joining me today is actually a guy I met through Instagram, and, you know, we'll get into that later, but Richard from SG Mechanics Props and Prints. How are you doing today, sir? Doing well. Thanks for having me, Christian. Yeah, it, it, it it's an honor to have you because your work is amazing. I, like, I want to go back to how we meet. I, I just want to get this out there, like, because... I, for some reason, Ranger Stop gave me tickets to give away, and you won one of them, right? Yeah, so um, I don't know if it was me or my wife. I can't recall. It might have been me, but one of us commented on your video to win it, and then we won the tickets, and we happened to be going that weekend, but we were delaying buying our tickets. Um, so I was actually going to meet up with Chris, um, Christopher Kamen Lee. So that's why we were planning on going. And when we won the ticket, I was like, oh, this is awesome. It's a full weekend pass. We were initially only going to buy a day. So it was awesome that, you know, I got that opportunity through you. And then we ended up meeting up at Ranger Stop. So, yeah, I actually have a picture. It's it was on my wall. It's somewhere around here. I have a picture with me, you and Chris somewhere around here. That's right. I've seen that on your Instagram actually quite a few times. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like sometimes I'm scrolling through, you know, admiring the saber. <laughs> oh, dude, that saber was sexy. Let's talk about that because, like, that weekend, like, that's where you gave Chris a saber, right? Yeah. So actually, if you go into the saber folder, I think I have some images oh, with Chris and that saber. saber. Um, he got the. Actually, it's the one. Top row. Oh, you just moved it. There you go. Bottom left. Bottom left. Yeah, oh. there you go. It's me giving Chris oh, the save. Oh, there it is. Yep. And then the next one over, too. Um, so Look at that face. He is so happy. <laughs> so we actually, um, I don't know if it's showing up, Christian, on my Ooh. end at least, but that's okay. Um, they can see it in the, in yeah. the images here. Um, so... We actually got contacted by Rando. So Rando, Chris, and I were gaming one night, and Rando caught wind that I make 3D prints. So he said, hey, what's the chances of you being able to make Christopher Kamen Lee a saber? And that's the classic, well, not classic, but everyone's red and black saber that everyone's raving about right now. So that was a design done by Rando, um, and I did the modeling, and my wife assisted in the painting, and we mailed that one to Chris. And then Ranger Stop came around, and we decided that we were going to make him the actual saber. Um, so he wanted both a large one and a small one, so that's why you see two in the image. Yeah, I mean, they like the. I, I personally like the bigger one, but I can understand the smaller one because that's more show accurate. But you know, it's funny. The bigger one, though, it is so. I actually have it here because he <laughs> is so heavy that he broke it right about that spot. <laughs> so uh, he shipped this to me to repair. So I actually, I'm putting a dowel in this mm -hmm. so that he can use it because he broke it during the filming. Um, oh God. So that's why, you know, the the smaller one is a little more able to be handled. <laughs> but the larger one is definitely, you know, pretty cool for what it is. So. But, like, w when Chris was... Like, you can see him with the red and black saber, right? The one that, that you're holding right now. And right. The, the the thing about it is, did you look at the Instagram comments or the Facebook comments? Like, why is it red and black? And Rando and I were sitting behind the scenes like, 
Only time will tell. Because <laughs> everyone was laughing at it. Um, you know, they thought it was impressive work, but they were, it definitely was not like the show. Um, they were laughing at the fact that it was red and black. They were laughing at the fact that it was so large. Um, in, in a friendly way. But uh, Randu and I were just sitting behind the scenes like, we can't say anything. So um, Rando worked with Chris on making that whole plot. And then over time, it's evolved into what NerdBot Studios is taking. I don't know what changes they've made. I really don't know that much about the plot, to be honest, period. Um, and it, now it's actually being used in short films, which is really, really cool because I never... We always talked about it happening, but we never knew if we were going to get that next step. So... Yeah, I mean, I understand that because, like, sometimes, like, things don't work out, but it seems like the stars align just right, and then we get Bloodline, and your saber is being used, the one you created. Like, like as a creator, like, as a designer, as, like, all, all everything under the sun that goes into making this saber, how does that make you feel? It makes me really proud. Um, so my background is actually in mechanical engineering, and this is kind of a art form that marries both my art side, my love for Power Rangers, and my mechanical engineering. Um, as you can see in some of the images, it comes apart into three pieces, and that was the whole... I think that was kind of my mechanical engineering background coming through. Me and my wife were saying, hey, what if we could make it go to, you know, be, be easy to bring to cons? How could we go about doing that? And that's where the idea of the threads. So um, this is a piece that I'm actually working on now. But that's where the idea of the threads came in. So we just made them threaded. So you can untake, you can take it apart, throw it in your suitcase and not have to worry about lugging this huge, massive saber around. Um, so it makes me really proud to be able to use my engineering and use my art side and my wife helps quite a bit, to be honest. Um, and I have a friend, Bryn Darby, who's in the UK, that he critiques my work quite a bit. Um, you can see, actually, you can see it in the image there, too. Let me see if I can get this to line up right and not be so dark. <laughs> but we put all the detail we could into this right down to the, there we go, right down to, um, you know, the detail inside the silver piece there, um, which I haven't seen too many props out there that do that they kind of just model it to the point that it looks good for a cosplay and that's it they, uh, but they, we wanted it as screen accurate as we could so yeah that's what it, it's looking like screen accuracy like you see people walking around with like some ranger stuff and it just it looks cool from a distance but then you get up close and you're like okay well it's missing this this and this but it, from your saber it's not missing anything well, thank you. I'm sure it's missing something, but we tried to hit all the things that we could. It's really tough. Um, if you look at the the film, so we grabbed snapshots from the films, um, and it depends on the scene. They had so many different versions of it, you know, the U.S. footage. I don't know if they used the Saber in the U.S. footage, but they had the U.S. footage, the Japanese footage, the stunt version. When you take the stunt version, none of those details are in it. Yeah. <laughs> so... You know, we're looking at different things, and I can attest to the fact that my buddy Bryn and I butt heads quite a bit over the details to the point that I'm sure we both logged off angry at each other at one point. Um, but it's good to have that critiquing working relationship, you know, with somebody to bounce these ideas off of and say, hey, do you think it's supposed to be like this or do you think it's supposed to be like this? 
And during the time I was making this, I couldn't even ask Chris because he didn't know I was making the black and red. That was a surprise to him. Yeah. So. Did, did you have to ask Rando about some of the details or Rando sent me his paint? Well, I shouldn't say his paint, his sketchups of it. Um, and Rando's art style is fantastic as an art. I actually have him working a piece for me. Um, but taking that art style and going from an art to an actual fabricated part, that can be a struggle sometimes. So Rando and I, we also go back, I'm working on something with him that we'll get into in a little bit later. Uh, but we also have that good critiquing working relationship as well, where I take his art and I say, well, what if you do this? And he says, actually, I like that. Or no, I don't like that. I want it more like this. So um, I did have to ask Rando, you know, regarding the paint job and things like that. In this case with the saber, I think it was so close to the original that we were OK. Um, but, yeah, I definitely I touch base with Rando a lot about different things like that. Yeah, and that that's a good that's a good friend to have though to be at that level where you can critique each other's work and be like, because you you just want what what's best, you know? Right, right. And his artwork is amazing, and um, oh, you know, notch. I look at I, I look at some of it, and I'm just like, can I make that? And he goes, sure, why not? <laughs> so it's nice. Um, and he's reached out to me to work on a few different things with him. Some have been put to the side so that we can work other projects. Um, but he's got quite a few designs that we're working on together. Yeah. So. Is that what you've been up to during the whole COVID situation is getting more stuff done than you would have been if you, had, <laughs> if you hadn't been. I wish I could say that. Um, I have a lot of housework that I'm trying to catch up on and I'm still, luckily I'm still working full time. So I do a nine to five engineering job um, and I'm still doing that. So, you know, I'm working on that. I'm working on the house. I am, I am putting a lot more time to props, um, but not so much modeling, more so trying to get them out the door. I had a backlog of stuff that I just got through. One guy was waiting for a helmet for a year. Cause so the way I work it is, um, I tell the guys, Hey, I work a nine to five. I don't need the money up front. You know, you can pay me whenever you can. I will ship you the product and then you can pay me. Once I give you the shipping details or pay me just before I ship, I'm very flexible. But timeline wise, you know, if you give me that flexibility to let you pay later, I want the flexibility in the timeline. And most people are OK with that. I do have some instances where it's like, hey, can you turn it around in a couple months? And for, you know, something like Chris's saber that he's working in the movie, that's something I do do. Um, so, yeah, I basically was just working through my backlog. So my wife helps me with that, luckily. Um, and that's that's great. So I, I can understand that. But um, getting into the 3D printing side, what, what is what is your favorite thing you've made so far? <laughs> the Sabre. The Sabre, hands down. <laughs> Beside the Sabre. So I'll show you um, one of my first 3D prints that I ever did. Give me one second. It's All up on right. my mantle. So this is not my design. Uh, this is on Thingiverse. It's pretty dusty, actually. Um, <laughs> but this is a baby Groot. And anyone who has a CR-10, and that's the printer I use. It's a Creality CR-10. Um, anyone who has a CR-10, this is kind of a initiation print. Um, <laughs> when you get your CR-10 99% of the time, you print this. <laughs> so 
this is probably my favorite one just because it's so cute. You know, I just throw him up on the mantle. He hangs out and looks there. I kind of want to print a life. Well, I guess he is life size because he's baby Groot, but I kind of want to print a larger one. Um, but modeling wise, other than the saber, you know, if you go back in this folder, let's just take a quick look. This is all Power Ranger stuff for the most part, but the Mandalorian helmet, that was actually a tutorial. Um, and I don't know if you can get that image to spin on the, the far right. I don't know if you can make that one work, but um, it's not maybe letting not. Me open. <laughs> That's okay. No worries. Oh, um, this wish. was, this was actually a tutorial. So I'm starting to learn ZBrush. Um, mm -hmm. So my background being mechanical engineering, I do a lot of hard surface modeling, you know, boxes, brackets, stuff like that, um, functional stuff. ZBrush is kind of an art form, and it models very differently than what you would use to make a functional piece. So the Saber, I modeled in what's called Fusion 360, which is a very similar CAD software to what I use at work. Um, and... This Mandalorian helmet I modeled in ZBrush, and I followed this tutorial all the way through. I have not printed this one yet, actually, and I, I should print one. I was going to print one for myself, and I got sidetracked. Um, but that's probably my favorite my favorite model that I've done so far. Yeah, um, I mean, it looks nice. It's The Mandalorian, obviously, one of the biggest shows that have yeah. come out. And, I mean, if you just have that helmet, you just look at it, you're like, yeah... Yeah, I mean, I'm a big, pretty big Star Wars fan. I mean, Power Rangers in Space, Star Wars, eh, they're about the same. Um, <laughs> yeah, just, just a little bit different, not much. <laughs> but, um, you know, I'm a big Star Wars fan. That was one of the big things that I, I always followed. And when I saw the tutorial for the Mandalorian helmet, it was actually put out by ZBrush themselves. Um, and I was going through the tutorial, and he goes from the very beginning all the way to the 3d print so it's a really awesome tutorial and honestly i never finished all the way through to the 3d print because he ended up cutting this up into multiple pieces and my print is big enough and i've done that before so i didn't really go through that but um yeah that was one of the coolest tutorials i've ever done and i think it was about six to seven hours worth of modeling time in that um off and on i didn't sit down straight and do that i don't have the time for that <laughs> i mean I don't know who has the patience for it. It's like, all right, let me that's come back. True. Let me come back in about a couple days and then finish it up. But that that's really impressive that you modeled it. I mean, like that that's some skill, dude. Well, thank you. Thank you. I, I try. Um, it's, it's nice to be able to follow something like that and learn a new software. Um, I'm one of those people that always look to learn and ZBrush and that tutorial gave me that opportunity. So, and something cool like the Mandalorian helmet, you know, you're not making a, if you go back one, um, there's a lightsaber, which is cool, but it's very basic. Um, the lightsaber right here. Yeah. So the image is pretty small, but that's okay. But, um, there we go. So it's cool, but it's very basic, right? It's a mm -hmm. cylinder. You got some rings on it. So, um, but to be able to do something like a Mandalorian helmet, that's fantastic. Yeah. And from start to finish, you know, he covers it start to finish. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I hate watching tutorials on YouTube and they, they skip a step and you're like, well, now I'm lost. Yeah, yeah. He was using um, 
a different version of ZBrush than I was, I think. And some of the features he had, I didn't have, but that was okay. I ended up finding ways around it, but I hate it completely. You got to pause it and you're like, uh, okay, that's where it is. <laughs> I do that all the time with like Photoshop and Premiere Pro. I'm like, how do I do this? All right, YouTube. And then dude, how did yeah. you do that? I don't have this option. What What's even going on? It's but... a skill. It is a skill to just be able to Google and YouTube. You know, it, a lot of the times it's, what is the phrase I'm looking for to find what I want to do? <laughs> oh, trust me. I've been there. I, I did that yesterday with with a, I was looking for a pull down bed and I was like what is it called I'm like a pull down bed on Google and then they're like you mean a what what is it Nelson bed no no Murphy bed I, I don't know Murphy bed I think is what it is like I, I'm that. probably wrong though <laughs> it happens I mean I, I'm usually wrong that's that's my thing <laughs> <laughs> but um like the, these this is some really cool stuff but let's go back to the beginning How, what got you into Power Rangers yeah so. You know, a lot of people say, oh, I remember watching the first episode. I'm going to own up to it. I don't remember watching the first episode. It was 93. I was three years old. I had an older brother. Um, I don't know if I started watching it because he started watching it. I, I don't know why I started watching it. But all I knew was every weekday I was in front of that TV at, what was it, like 4 or 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, maybe it was on the Saturdays. I don't know. But I always watched power rangers from the time i was i can remember it was power rangers and x-men those were my two which ironically i had no idea x-men was saban as well until later on was but it? i think so yeah i think he distributed that he had some sort of tie to it um the more i'm you pretty know. so yeah maybe maybe double check me on that one but i think it was I know he did the Inspector Gadget theme song. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm sure people will let you know in the comments. I'm sure they're telling me right now that I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> but that that's where I really started. And my dad was into martial arts growing up. And, again, that's another thing. You know, would always – as soon as the show ended, my dad would be showing me Ninja Turtles, would be hanging out, and he'd be showing me a pair of nunchucks at three. I'm sure my mom loved them for that. <laughs> um <laughs> And eventually I ended up going into karate, um, probably, I think I was 95, 94, sometime around there. Um, and I've been practicing on and off ever since. And so that's really what got me into it. You know, I just, it, it was, it was there. It never wasn't part of me. And I think that's why I'm so passionate about it. So I, I can understand that. I wasn't born till 95. So I don't remember watching the first episode cause I wasn't alive. Yeah. But like I remember watching like Lost Galaxy and like like can we just admit the Power Rangers back like nine from Mighty Morphin to about Wild Force was a lot different than what we have now. Oh, for sure. For sure. Like the martial arts was insane back then. Now it's just like, okay, you, you do a little <laughs> bit of punch and kick and you're good. Alright, call on the stunt double. <laughs> yeah. But when when you were a kid, did you ever think you'd be working with actual Ranger actors? You know, I never envisioned that. Um, I I got the opportunity to work with Chris. It's kind of funny. It's it's a long trail, but I I was watching Mike Jin's stream on Twitch, and he was playing, I think, Red Dead Redemption, and I ended up playing with him in I think it was him, David Fielding, and chris and that and then rando would pop in and out depending on the day um 
and one thing led to another and I, I just never envisioned it happening like that. And I never envisioned having the opportunity, nor did I envision having a 3d printer in my basement that I could go down and make stuff like this, <laughs> you know, I mean, this is just, I work in engineering and this is mind boggling to me. <laughs> like it's every time I do it, it amazes me. The fact that our technology allows us to do this. And a lot of people don't know this, but 3d printing has been around since the seventies. It's just now starting to become uh, cheap enough that we can do this kind of stuff. Yeah, more accessible. So, yeah, more accessible, exactly. So I was just doing, you know, these things, <laughs> and I had no use for it. And I actually kind of laughed because my mother-in-law was making fun of me. Like, what do you need a 3D printer for? And I said, well, because I do. Because <laughs> I want it. I'm an adult. Because I, I do want what I want. it. You know, when I have an engineering background and why not? <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I envisioned making brackets for stuff around my house, which I did do. I made a baby gate bracket. <laughs> um, and then Rando actually approached me about the opportunity. And I don't remember. I might have been making the saber before that, actually, just for giggles. And Rando said, hey, I have an idea. Do you want to make this and send it to Chris? And I had no idea that Rando was actually, you know, super, super, super good friends with Chris at the time. Yeah. And I learned that over time. And, um, you know, I'm happy for the opportunity that they both gave me. Sorry, my kid's in the background. but You're fine. You already knew about that. Um, I'm really happy for the opportunity. And I never pictured going into doing cosplay on the side. Um. So if you go back one slide, one folder, there's an image in here, and I'm kind of jumping around right now, but it led into it. The bottom left. So this is really a really funny image to both my wife and I. On the right is 2016 in our cosplays. Now, my wife is a, she doesn't think it, but she's a good seamstress. Um, so we made those cosplays from scratch. And the suits look great. Her pink time force suit is a little different than the show because she was pregnant at the time. Um, and I don't have gloves because I sliced my finger open making that shield. Um, <laughs> so I had a bandage and I couldn't wear gloves that weekend. Um, but those helmets were. Do you know what Peppercora is? Peppercora. It's like. It, it's. I, I know what it is. It's. Um, yeah. It's like you make it out of paper, right? Exactly. Yeah. So almost like paper mache. So those helmets were made from Peppercora. Oh, so we they literally, <laughs> they also look like bobbleheads, but that's beside the point. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we sat there for probably close to a year, maybe a year and a half. And we literally hand cut while watching Power Rangers. This was pre-kids. Uh, <laughs> hand cut while watching Power Rangers and made those helmets, cutting paper, gluing tabs. <laughs> but we were determined that we were going to have a cosplay for our first Paramorphicon. And um, I ended up going out back and she was pregnant, so I wouldn't let her do any of this. But I did the fiberglass resin on all that. And, um, you know, she ended up doing the spray painting. So we're quite a team together. And she does a lot of the paint jobs on the props you see on my page. And we laugh because we look at that image. And then two years later, after I got the printer, you get the image on the left. 
And it wasn't a huge gap. It was only two years. And we didn't make any cosplays in between. So that just tells you what a little bit of research and a little bit of determination can do for people. I actually have right here. This was the first helmet that we made off the printer. And, um, you know, this tells you. You can see, you know, it's it's good. It's not... I wouldn't say this is something I would sell to somebody, but it's it's good. Um, and inside, all I did was Velcro it and just throw some throw some foam from Joanne Fabrics or something in there. Um, but I think that's important to note for people that you do have to start somewhere, and it may not be the best, but you'll get there eventually. And um, that's kind of just, I don't know how I got on that track, but I just wanted to make that note. I think it's important to note where you came from, and that definitely shows it. And actually, this is a suit that she made. She says she won't send do suits for other people, but I tell her she should. <laughs> so It's really good. Yeah, so this is um, the Black Ranger, and you probably are familiar, but for people who haven't read it, because it was kind of an underground comic, um, the Pink, Pink Ranger error. Um, what do they call it? Power, was it just Power Ranger Pink? Yeah, Power Tim Ranger Pink. Yeah, it was like a five-issue short. Mm-hmm. Um, so she went that weekend as Kim from that. And it was really funny because Ranger Slayer dropped, I think, the month before. It was like her first appearance. And as she's walking through the con, everyone's like, how did you get that Ranger Slayer outfit together so quickly? And we didn't have the heart to tell them it wasn't Ranger Slayer. <laughs> So we just said, we just kept saying, okay, yeah, we just really worked hard at it. And we just took the compliments and kept going. Um, but yeah, it was really, really funny. So I guess if you want a Ranger Slayer costume, you just need a leather jacket, some pants, and a 3D printed bow. <laughs> That's fair. But uh, so yeah. So that was the first helmet we made. And I mean, you can see if you go into the Hyperforce Green uh, folder. It's in the middle there with yeah, the black. Yeah. If you go in there and you zoom way in, you can see how far along we've come. And again, that's our second helmet that we've made. Um, so she does a lot of the painting. I have to give her credit. She went to mass art and not that she did painting. She actually did photography, as you can tell from these photos. Um, <laughs> Some of my friends contacted me and said, holy cow, that's a really good rendering. <laughs> and I laughed because I said, no, that's not a rendering, buddy. <laughs> that's the actual that's the actual prop. <laughs> that's the actual thing. Um, so what I started to do, which I actually really go towards, um, I enjoyed it and I thought it was really um, a good approach, is I put magnets in the helmets now. That's so smart. they just click together. And if you want, you know, a hinge system, I can do that. But I actually prefer it without. You just click the two halves and you're done. Um, yeah, you don't have to mess with the hinges and, like, say you say you really need to get it off and then you got to mess around, you know. Right, exactly. This you can literally just grab and pull and you're done. Um, and on the left there, you can see that's my printer printing it. And then whenever I print it, I have to wear it because it's just so cool. Um, it's <laughs> so it's kind of a rule. Yeah. Yeah. I always tell them, I'm like, I'm wearing your helmet. If you're okay with that. <laughs> um, you got to test it to make sure it's just right. Uh, for Exactly. Them. Exactly. Um, and then you can see the raw print. 
sitting there, which is, you know, exactly like this. So when you pull this off, this is what it looks like. This is the, the back end to uh, Chris's handle here. So I have to print this in two halves. And so I just take this. Excuse me. I just take this and I end up affixing it, you know, there. I usually, um, usually I'll super glue it inside. Uh, I put posts. Again, this is where my mechanical engineering comes in, right? <laughs> This is really easy, actually, to break off. I was impressed with this one. I got lucky. Um, so that's just support material. This is just so yeah. I can print it. Um, I don't know how much people know about printing or not. So I know a little bit because my co-host of Power Rangers in Cyberspace, he has a, a 3D printer, and then my, oh. my friend Jake, he has one. So I know, nice. I know the, you know, I know the lingo. Yeah. So um, I just put posts on this, and the posts just align it, and then you just glue it on the post. Um, and then we end up hitting it with some, with some Bondo and spot putty and primer and sanding and sanding and sanding and spot putty and sanding <laughs> and primer. <laughs> sanding is the worst part. <laughs> That's what I've heard. Cause there's so much like grooves in it and you got to get it out and yeah. Yeah. So, um, Let's see if I can get this to show. I don't know if I can get it to show. You know, photos are great because they hide all the imperfections. I'm not going to lie. Uh -huh. um, you can see it on top a lot easier if I back up maybe. See the little bit of the ringing there? Yeah. So those are the grooves basically. Um, because it's basically taking a hot glue gun. Right. As you know, but for the people watching, it's basically taking a hot glue gun and following a path. Right. Mm -hmm. And it just builds it up layer by layer by layer. And so you end up getting that ringing effect. And depending on your infill, you can get away with sanding the raw print and then primering it. Um, a lot of people use a product called XTC3D, which is basically uh, epoxy resin almost. And. Actually, it might actually be an epoxy resin with a certain consistency. And they put it over the print to hide all that layering. So when they prime it, they're actually priming the layer of epoxy, not the print, right? The print's underneath that layer. But you can't do something like that with, you know, I have a spiral saber I'm almost done making. You can't do something like that with fine detail like that. You know, you're going to lose all that detail. Yeah. Um, and I tried it and I had to scrap the part, basically, um, because if you don't know what you're doing with XTC 3D, it is so easy to lose those details. So say you're doing something like the Groot, this would probably be I would say this would probably be OK for the most part. You might lose a little bit of the texturing, um, but something like with fine, fine detail. I wish I had something else to show you with fine detail. Cause even this, like you'd probably be able to get away with that. Um, you lose all that detail. So you're better off taking the time and sanding it. In my opinion, I know a lot of people disagree, but that's how I feel. I mean, that's fair. I mean, like just and the thing about the tiny details is once you take it to someone and they look at it, the t they, they really look at the tiny detail and that's what they really yeah. like yeah um i had some people say 
the amount of detail in these props is far beyond what they've seen other people do, um, which I took as a compliment, you know, nothing against the other people. Um, but that's what my bread and butter is in these, is that you're getting, you know, you're getting these ridges a hundred percent. Yeah. You can see some of the, uh, stringing on there. Uh, but you're getting those ridges in there. They're not painted on, they're actually there, you know? Um, which is awesome. Cause I honestly don't know on the original prop, they may have been painted on, but <laughs> on mine, they're not, they're there. <laughs> so, Oh man, that, that yeah. spiral saber looks awesome, dude. <laughs> Thank you again. This is, I, I can't take all the credit for it. This is a team effort. You know, my wife does a lot of the painting because I don't have patience for masking. <laughs> That's sure. ultimately what it comes down to. I don't have. So this this red, the difference between this red and the red on Chris's saber is over time. We learned that we did Chris's saber, the red and black with this was paint pen, the red. And we did that. And even this, like you can see ridges in this and, you know, on these ones, you can't we've we've gone better. But anyways, sorry, I'm OCD. Um, <laughs> the the paint pen, it was great for what it was, but she literally sat there for hours. And I said, you know, just mask the thing, paint it red and then paint the black over it. So that's what she started doing. And it's worked out great. So, um. And we've learned little tricks, like, for example, metallic paint sprays thicker than your matte paint. I don't know why. I don't know if it's the paint that we use. So we were putting down layers of silver to get rid of the ridges and then putting black over it. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, it's just you get better over time. And honestly, your props are some of the best out there. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. There's a lot of people making props, um, and I welcome it because it 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 drives people to do cosplays. And in the cosplay industry and the prop industry, honestly, I'm all for making someone a raw 3D print and sending it to them and having them build it so that they can feel like they built it. A lot of people want us to finish it, and I'm okay with that as well. Um, but I'm of the mentality. I, I like to take it from the very beginning to the very end. A lot of people don't do the modeling. They just have files they buy offline and then they print it. But I always, for 99% of what I do, it's modeled by myself. This Hyperforce green helmet, I cannot say that, to be honest. This Hyperforce green helmet, the file was bought by the person who requested me to print it and finish it. Um, I think it was a Nico Industries if I recall. And, um, you know, I said to him, Hey, I will do that, but you're not going to see me selling that helmet to anybody else. That's not how I work. If I'm going to sell that helmet to somebody else, I'm going to model it from scratch. Cause I don't think that's fair to the person who I had to buy it off of. So, or the person who bought it and gave me the file, you know, being in this industry, doing the modeling myself, I can't do that. Yeah. You, you it, it just makes you feel dirty. It's like, Oh, exactly. It's yeah, like you I feel think... like you stole somebody else's work. I can completely yeah. understand that. Yeah, you know, if if someone requested me to do it, I would probably reach out to that person and say, "Hey, you know, I got this file for a client who didn't have a printer because that's what happened. This kid bought the file but didn't have a printer. 
So um, I'd probably say, hey, I got this file from a client who didn't have a printer. Do you have a problem with me doing this? And who knows? But they sell them so cheap. You know, it's just buy the file. <laughs> yeah, I, I had <laughs> They're bought... like 12 bucks. <laughs> yeah, I had, I had bought a, um, a Time Force Silver Helmet file because my friend was supposed to print it, but he never got around to it. So I'm just stuck with the file. Now I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> If you just want a raw print, send it my way. I'll print it. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I it's somewhere in my email. I don't. I don't. I don't know where, but I'll. I'll find it. I'll send it over to you. But no worries. Yeah, I don't have a problem doing raw prints. <laughs> I mean, it all the all all the time takes the finishing. You know, the print. I just set it up and I walk away. <laughs> oh man, that's fair. I mean, but but three D printing. I, I feel like you could make a good amount of money off of it. I mean, you have to have a lot of patience and it takes a lot of work. But the, the you know. Sorry, go ahead. I cut uh, you off. Uh, you're good. But I was I was gonna say like people will pay good money for like stuff like this, and it just seems like like people could do it if they wanted to, but like to be at a professional level, you have to have a certain kind of mindset, and that's where like you yeah. come into play. Right, right, and you know I'm very lucky, kind of going way back because we kind of glanced over this, but um. I was the kind of guy who was always in the garage with my dad. My dad was, my dad was also an engineer by trade. Um, and his background was actually electrical. Mine's mechanical. Um, and we always were in the garage, always tinkering with things. So I owe that to my, my father, to be honest with you, that ability to just sit down and take the time and learn something like this. Um, and I, I owe the fact that I went into engineering because of that, you know, because I spent that time with my father learning those things. I love to tinker with cars. That's how I am. You know, I can't do it anymore as much because I don't want to screw up my primary driver. <laughs> I only have one car, um, but I would gladly spend any Saturday tinkering with a car. And I ended up going to school for engineering because of that, you know, because he instilled that in me. And, um, I ended up falling into, it was my senior year, and I got the chance to do, to work with the Israeli Olympic team, actually, which was mind-blowing to me. Looking back at it, maybe I'm humble, but I don't really think it was as mind-blowing as I thought it was now. Um, <laughs> but they, what they wanted to do was they wanted to do some wind tunnel testing. So I went to UMass Lowell, and they had a wind tunnel there. And what we actually did was we made a third scale model of their, of different, um, I forget sleds, I guess. I, I think there's more of a technical term than that, but of different sleds. And we 3d printed a third scale model of a racer. And we put that in the wind tunnel and that's where I got into 3d printing. That was my first introduction to it. And then I just kind of tinkered with it through grad school and whatnot um, that wasn't really my focus when I was in grad school. Some of the other guys I worked with, it was, and, um, you know, I always wanted one, but back then it wasn't something you could have in your basement. They were pretty expensive. And if you were going to buy one, you could get one for like 200 bucks, but it was, it was not nearly like what you can get now for like three, 400. Um, so eventually I think it was, see my daughter's three three years ago probably four years ago maybe 
my dad, <laughs> I, I text my dad one night. It's like nine o'clock. He's probably asleep. And I'm like, hey, dad, I found a 3D printer online. It's from China, but I think we can make it work. It's only 400. Do you want to go in halfsies? <laughs> and he goes, yeah. So <laughs> he he gave me half of the money and it got to stay at my house because my mom didn't want it there. Um, <laughs> That's so fair. we set it up in my basement. I think my wife was working or something. I don't know. It was just me and him. And it was like 11 o'clock at night and he's finally walking out the door and I remember we printed like our first cube and we look at each other like, wow, this thing actually works. <laughs> so um, that's kind of the history on how I ended up getting this, this printer and how I ended up going, you know, from a glance, but going from where I was to where I am now. And, um, you know, I do have the engineering background and I work as an engineer during the day, but I don't do 3d printing at work nearly as much as I should. Um, <laughs> and I say that just cause I like it, you know, we'll print something and test fit it. That's about the extent of it. We don't do this kind of stuff. Um, which is really cool. So I enjoy doing the artsy kind of stuff. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's a creative outlet. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a creative outlet where you can get your other skill set involved whether it's painting or art or uh, modeling or whatever it is um so and if you go back um i have a few other things on here so talking about art i just threw this in there because i thought it was funny but that shirt in the middle mm -hmm. that's actually a hoodie um <laughs> and my wife got a cricket and she made me that Sasori orange from Q Ranger. I don't know if you've watched it or if I'm even saying the name right. Yeah, Sasori um, on a Q Ranger, yeah. I've, yeah. I've seen it. I've seen I've seen about ten episodes. I plan on finishing it. It was such a good oh, season for so good. I love it. So my wife Missy didn't even see it. Um and she's watching it now. So when she made me that shirt, I'm like, you can't make this shirt and not see the show. So she's watching it now and my daughter's watching it with her. She likes all the action and, you know, the lights and whatever else. She's three, so she doesn't quite get the plot yet. But she loves it. She begs me to watch Power Rangers. Um, we'll turn on something, and she's like, no, 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 Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> so she doesn't even know. Like, we're like, which Power Rangers? Do you want Q Ranger? And she only knows the name because of the theme song. <laughs> and uh, little does she know, she actually saw the whole season with me already. But... <laughs> <laughs> just let her rewatch it. It's all good. So, um, you know, we don't just do Power Ranger stuff, though. We do Dice Towers. Um, this was, if you click in that Dice Tower, this, again, this was one of these deals of, this was off of um, Thingiverse, like this Groot, which I still love this guy. Um, <laughs> it was off of uh, Thingiverse, and I think it was my wife's cousin asked me. He said, hey, he plays D&D. Like I do. Um, and he said, hey, can you make me a dice tower and can you paint it? Said, sure, why not? Okay, how much is it? I don't care. Just pay for the filament. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I just threw it up there to kind of show, hey, we can do more than just Power Rangers stuff. And um, that was one of the first prints I did under SG Mechanics props, actually. And 
it's it's pretty cool to see that we can do other stuff other than that. You know, we have these functional prints for dice towers and whatnot. Yeah, it shows you can do more than Power Rangers. And uh, yeah, yeah, that's kind of why I started doing the Star Wars. I didn't want to end up just being the Power Ranger guy. As much as I love doing Power Rangers, don't get me wrong. You don't um, want to be stuck in that one one yeah. uh, fandom. You want to be like, hey, I can do everything. What's uh, right. what's one thing that you haven't printed, or like one item that you've seen on like a television show that you want to print? Oh man, that's a tricky question to put me on the spot with, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've always wanted to print a drone for myself. You know, I got this little drone here, um, but I've always wanted to print. This is actually a little Star Wars drone. It was on sale at Costco for like 30 bucks. So I told my wife, grab it. <laughs> um, but I've always wanted to like build a drone from the ground up for myself. And there's a lot of like hobbyists who do that. So I wouldn't say on TV, but I saw it on social media. Um, I'm actually in a 3D printing drone group that I should probably pay more attention to. <laughs> um, I think they use some of them use the Arduino boards, I think, in them, if I recall. Um, but yeah, that's something, you know, my dad and I never sell any of this kind of stuff. Uh, I really just do the cosplay props for the most part. But my dad has this little backup camera that the poor guy has been waiting for since he went in half seas with me on the printer. Um, so it's got one of those wonderful suction cups and it doesn't work suction cup wise. So he wants it to hang off his mirror and go from there. So that's, you know, that's another little thing that I got. I got a backlog of stuff. I, I tell people I'll help them out and I get to it eventually. <laughs> I mean, as long as you get to it eventually, it's all good. But, um, yeah, like, like. Let's go. Let's talk about the cosplaying though, because yeah, you you've cosplayed at uh like we we saw the first cosplay to the uh PMC the last PMC cosplay and I mean you've done Hyperforce stuff too, right? Yeah. So if you go back, um, you saw the Hyperforce green helmet we were talking about there. Mm -hmm. Um, so my buddy Bryn Darby, who's the one that critiques me, he works. I don't want to say he works with us, but you know he he does kind of work with us off and on. Whenever I kind of have that backlog of I need to get this done, I throw it his way. He's a really great modeler. His background is actually um, video game modeling. So there's a little bit of a headbutt there um, because modeling for video games and modeling for 3D printing, a video game you can have parts intersecting and it's no problem uh, because you're not trying to make a functional print. Or you could have thin walls, for example. But go to print something with a thin wall and it comes out like this. <laughs> you know, that's the idea behind the support material is it's thin wall. You know, you can just break it. Um, but he's been really, really good on the modeling front. And he 3D modeled. I don't have images of it, but you can see it down below in that video a little bit. He modeled the Hyperforce Morpher. And the thing is, like, phenomenal. Um, he's even working on well with me as well but more so him giving the ability for you to take a card and slide it in there like they do on hyperforce oh man. so anybody who watches exactly anybody who watches hyperforce knows um when they morph they grab their card and they slide it in there now the irony of this is he was really really big into hyperforce the kids in the uk and he'd stay up 
I don't know, what was it, 1 in the morning, 2 in the morning? Because it's 9, 9 p.m. Eastern when they were airing it. And he would stay on for the whole thing. So he became pretty good friends with the people, Hyper RPG, uh, Chris, I think it's Zach and Malika, I think. Yeah. Um, he became pretty good friends with them. And he actually reached out to Malika and found out when they first made those Hyperforce Morphers, they were supposed to be for like old brick Nokia cell phones. So you could slide in the cell phone. And that's where they got the idea for the card. Um, so he used that as a, okay, that's the size this has to be and modeled the size off of that. And he spent hours and hours on that, getting every little detail, digging through Facebook and Twitch and Instagram, getting photos. Um, and I wish I had one. I just shipped it with that Hyperforce helmet because the poor guy waited so long. Um, but that is something that we're going to be offering soon um is that hyperforce morpher so we do the hyperforce we do um you can see there's a little bit of um i want to say jungle fury but that's not right wild force thank you <laughs> wild force i always mix them up we do some they of both the wild have animals force. it's all good exactly they're the same season <laughs> <laughs> but it, not exactly. It's like Dino Thunder and Dino Charge. It's basically the same thing. How they many more dinosaurs can we get? Apparently four. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I'm okay with that, guys, by the way. Um, <laughs> so, we we did that. Someone reached out for me. I can't say who this was made for, um, but someone reached out to me and asked me. It's a gift for one of their friends. They asked me to model that. And I brought that to Ranger Stop, actually, Chris. I, Christian, I don't know if I showed you that. Um, I should have. But I brought that to Ranger Stop, and I passed it off to the person who asked me to make it. And she ended up, she's meeting up with a person at Paramorphicon. It was supposed to be earlier, but all the cons got canceled because of COVID. So the poor, Thanks, COVID. poor girl is, yeah, right? Thanks, COVID. Uh, so thanks for taking my sanity away. Um, same. <laughs> so, same. <laughs> so the, the poor, um, the poor girl is holding on to that for like dear life. <laughs> I'm like, put it in a shoebox, throw it in your closet, forget that you have it. Guard and, it with your life. And I will remind you, you know, when you go to fly for Paramorphicon, you better grab that box. Because I would have just brought it to Power Morphicon, but that was not the plan. <laughs> yeah, Power Morphicon still even happens. I'm, I, I, I I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't know if it's gonna happen in 2021. I hope so, but you know, um, if I didn't already buy my tickets, in all honesty, I would have waited until it got a little closer. But we bought our tickets so early, as most of us did, um, and luckily the hotels are being really, really flexible. That if you have to cancel, they're working with you and the airlines are. But yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I'm a little concerned still. Um, who knows what's going to happen, right? Yeah. But I mean, there is hope. The numbers are going down at least. I live in Massachusetts, so the numbers are going down at least by where I live. But <laughs> At least you're not in Florida. Oh, yeah. Poor Rando. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. I'm like, man, I know a, a bunch of people stuck in Florida. It's yeah. like, look, if you're watching this, Please just wear a mask. It's not that hard. I know. And it's hard, you know, talking to some people, a lot of my friends in Florida, um, because people aren't wearing masks. 
and they they do <laughs> you know but that's beside the point we'll get off uh covid and no one wants to hear that yeah no one wants to hear me <laughs> about covid because i can do that for days um so yeah so we we're gonna be offering that hyperforce morpher we do the baton we do a lot of custom stuff um i have I haven't started it yet, but I do have a, I don't remember the name, Lights of Orion, maybe? The Lost Galaxy Claw? Is that Lights of Orion? Maybe uh, I'm mixing the, seasons. The Trans Dagger? Trans Dagger. Is, it, I don't like, know, is a, it like those dagger things that they have? Maybe, yeah. It goes on their fists and it shoots out. Mm, I don't, because for the Lights know. of Orion, they didn't, it, they just had something like a wristband. It might have, I don't know. Yeah, you know, um. I'm gonna oh, grab yeah, my yeah, no, it was like, Lights of Orion. Hang on. Lights of Orion, was yeah. it? I mean, yeah, I, mean no. I could be complete. I could be wrong. But yeah, so somebody reached out to me and asked me to make a functional print for that. So we're going to be offering that um, probably in the November time frame. Um, so I got I to gotta get working on that. Uh, that's going to be pretty cool. I'm, I'm excited to be working on that one because it's literally my, – my plan is to have it actually come out and then co go back in. So – That'll be really, really neat. Um, That'll be awesome. Now, with that, though, are you going to be able to, like, 3D print the Quasar Saber to go with it? <laughs> you know, you may laugh. I may already have a file. <laughs> I, I'm, I might need to, to, to uh, pay you for one because I, I, I had bought one off of eBay. Like a th uh, uh, it was, like, PVC pipe or whatever. And yep. I went to, I had it in my you closet. Broke it, didn't you? Yep. <laughs> I, I went to throw. What did my, you do? I went to throw like my backpack in my closet, and it, like I didn't. It wasn't that heavy. I all I heard is, and I'm like, oh, no. no. So I had to get super glue and like put it back together. It's fine now, but it's like, I was planning on using that for a short film, and I'm like, dude, that's gonna break way too easy. <laughs> yeah. Um. I hit me offline, and we'll we'll definitely talk about it. Um. Shouldn't be an issue. So we're going to be offering that. Sorry, I'm looking at my whiteboard up here. <laughs> so I got a list of like side projects of stuff I want to do, but stuff I haven't done. <laughs> so uh, like the Psycho Green Dagger. I really want to make oh, a Psycho Green Dagger. I've seen a couple people do that. Yeah, there's a lot of fan, fan art out there. Um, Phenom Studios. Phenom Studios. He's actually out of Florida. He was at Ranger Stop. You might have ran into him. I he had did. he had the Hell Rangers is what he called them, and they were the Mighty Morphin team, but they were supposed to be like dark versions. And like the Mastodon Ranger had these huge tusks. So I reached out to him, uh, ironically, before we went to Ranger Stop, and then I saw him at Ranger Stop. And I said, "Hey, can I make that a helmet?" I'll give you commission. Like, I'll give you, like, whatever. And he said, go for it. He was a nice, nice guy. He said, go for it. I don't, I don't care about the money. He said, it'll be an honor to just have something be physically made. So that's something that I have on my backlog that I want to get to. Nothing that's commission. Um, but, yeah, I got a, I got a list. Um, we're going to be doing a Korag. That's going to be November time frame as well. Sword and, uh, sword and shield. And we're going to be doing... We're, we're working, actually, and my buddy Bryn is helping me with this one. The Ho-Oh Shield from... Oh, God. Avenger. Yeah. That thing's badass. Yeah. It is. It is a super simple paint job, my wife said. Uh, I think it's mostly just red and silver, maybe a little bit of black. Um, but making it functional? Uh, we'll see. You know, 
there's a lot of detail to that. I give him credit. He's been working on that a long time, that poor guy. And he puts up with a lot of patience because every weekend I'm like, hey, uh, I know you have a life outside of this, but how is it? <laughs> <laughs> so it, me and him game together every Sunday. And it's funny, the past few Sundays, um, he's been, I don't want to say ghosting me because it's not like a hard we need to game every Sunday, but uh, he finally just said, Rich, I can't game with you because I need to finish your prop. <laughs> and and, and so, at that point, you're just like, OK. Yeah. At that point, I'm like, dude, you need a sanity check, too. So take some time for yourself. <laughs> so uh, he's a hard worker. He's he's working a night shift and oh, then he's working on that model, too. And I think he might be working a day shift, too. I'm not sure. Um, That's a lot. So he he's a very hard worker. I give him credit. And he puts up with a lot of crap from me, you know, in the sense of I go, what are you doing? This doesn't print. Why is the wall missing? (laughs) And he's like, I never went to school for modeling for 3D printing. I'm like, you don't have to. You just got to (laughs) read. Poor guy. (laughs) But he puts up with a lot of crap. Um, So, yeah, so we got a lot of... um, you know, stuff in the backlog that I want to get to. Like, I want to make a, a 3D Hyperforce Zord um, for the uh, Heroes of the Grid. Oh, God, that so, would be amazing. Yeah, I, I thought that was something that was really cool. There's a big following for Hyperforce. Um, when they offered Zeo Gold as a, the backup character, remember when they did, I don't know if you've been following Heroes of the Grid, uh, that closely, but my wife and I did the Kickstarter and they did the survey saying, who do you want as a ranger ally or something? This was before they did the allies packs. It was like, no one knew they were going to be doing all these expansions at this time. I don't think. Yeah. We were and, just trying uh, to get the game. Yeah. Like we got, I think we got the shattered, I want to say the shattered grid. I don't know if that's what it's called, but the shattered grid expansion with Lord Draken. I, I thought that was going to be the end of it. Yeah. And like, they just keep coming out with stuff and man, renegade studios. They impressed me. Um, I only got to play the game once though, because <laughs> of COVID. Same. <laughs> but um, so they put up the the voting, and everyone voted for Gold Zio, and I think you could write in who you wanted. And my wife is sitting there, and I should have paid more attention myself. I didn't vote; she voted, and she's like Hyper Force Green. And all of a sudden, all these people came out of the woodwork with. Man, I wish I voted for Hyperforce Green. <laughs> so thinking that we were going to get Zeo anyways in the next expansion, you know, um, is what they were thinking. We didn't know. But um, I want to make a Hyperforce Zord. And if I do do that, that's something – if I take the time to do something like that, I'm going to offer that for free in the sense of the file. If you can get a 3D printer, I will – offer that file on Thingiverse. I'll have to clear it with Renegade Studios before I do something like that. Um, I'll, I'll give Renegade Studios a file. I mean, they can do whatever they want with it. If they want to take it and start casting plastic, cool. <laughs> I'd just be proud to have a Hyperforce Zord. <laughs> yeah, because so, Hyperforce had some of the coolest Zords. Yeah, and I don't know if we've ever... Actually, now that I think about it, they had multiple different configurations, didn't they? Like, anybody could be the, quote, heart of the Zord, right? The centerpiece. I, I'm going to be real with you. I loved Hyperforce, but I could not get through three hours of an episode. I watched about 20 yeah. minutes. I'm like, all right, I'm good. I'll, I'll just, if there's anything important, 
I'll, I'll watch the replay. You know what the key to do is? Turn it on in the background. Don't, like, watch it. That's what I did. I listened to it as if it was a podcast. And that not, makes more sense. I didn't, I didn't watch the YouTube. Um, and the I'm time? actually... Well, yeah, and, you know, there's a lot of... I don't want to say a lot of filler, because Hyper RPG did a fantastic job with that. Um, but you have to have that kind of filler in a D&D type of game um, in order for there to be character interaction and things like that. So I didn't really take it as filler. But three hours seems like nothing when you're playing it but it's a long time to to watch and listen to so when i was doing stuff like yard work i just turn it on and listen to it um while i was doing the yard work <laughs> so it worked great it's all on spotify hashtag hyperforce season two <laughs> i tag everything with that <laughs> that's fair i mean now now I, I, with you being such a big fan of hyperforce i do want to ask this question because i'm sure you've seen the news to there's a rumor toey is splitting from power rangers and we're not yeah. going to be getting any more footage. But my opinion on that is, okay, if that's the case, just go animated, do animated Hyperforce, do an animated TMNT versus uh, Power Rangers or Shattered Grid storyline. Just do some animated stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I hope that the fandom doesn't take me um, <laughs> posting. I'm sure you've seen my posts. I do these long-winded posts sometimes. And it's not aimed at anybody. But if you do the research behind... Um, I did like a wiki Wikipedia search on who did they who had the rights to Power Rangers that they just gave it to. It's another it's a section of um Hasbro. They did Peppa Pig was what everyone was tagging it as. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, E1 N1 something like that. Yeah, but, well but, but it's mostly an animation studio. Yes, but if you do a wiki search, they've made from Dust Till Dawn, the the TV show. They did, um, they actually are the ones who brought Power Rangers 2017. I see it in the background there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, they brought that to Canada. They were the licensing people for that. Oh. They were the licensing people for Hunger Games. They have a long list of actual live action shows too. So who knows what Hasbro has up their sleeve is what I'm thinking. Um, do I think we're going to get animated? So I'm of the opposite mentality of most of the fandom. I think Power Rangers, if they do an animated, I want live action in addition to it. I think we have enough animated superheroes that what draws people to Power Rangers, in my opinion. Well, I guess I guess not because the fandom begs to differ, right? But what draws me to Power Rangers is um, the live action. I like that live action. I was a Godzilla kid. You know, I was into Toku uh, without even knowing it. Um, and it was that live action aspect. So back to your first question coming full circle. Do I think, I think what you were going to ask, cause I don't know if you ever outright asked it, are they going to do an animated hyperforce? Is that what you were going to ask? I was going to, I was going to ask your opinion <laughs> on the, the possibility of them doing an animated hyperforce I, series. I would totally dig an animated hyperforce series. And I think that's the way to go for hyperforce. Uh, and the reason why I say that is, how do you get the Sadaso brothers in it? And how do you get Paul in it and not have them already have that association of being a previous character? We have a habit in this series of bringing back previous characters. And if you put Peter on screen, a lot of people are going to say, well, why doesn't he turn into Blue Ninja still? Mm -hmm. Or if you put Yoshi on screen, it's going to be, why didn't he turn into... 
Why, know, why is he not talking like Coda? Yeah, yeah, that's the key one. So if they want to stay true to Hyperforce and not do any, like, I'm going to say retcon, but I guess it's not retcon, um, things regarding that, yeah, I think an animated would lend itself well to Hyperforce. That said, I'd really like to see them get the original cast if they do that, meaning the original cast of Hyperforce. I'd like to see oh, yeah. Sharp 17. I'd like to see, um, oh, oh, I'm blanking on her name. I want to say the girl who played Benjax, but I just remembered her name is Vesper. <laughs> uh, the girl who played Vesper. I can't remember her, her actual name or her tag. Um, and Black Nerd. I'd like to see him, Andre, on there. And uh, Polly. I think Polly deserves, out of all of the people there, Polly deserves the most to be a ranger. He's put a lot of time and he's passionate about this fandom and you can see it in... If I ever meet, I mean, I have met that guy, but if I ever see him again, like, high five to that guy. Like, he puts a lot of passion into what he does. Oh, no uh, doubt. So. But, I mean, yeah, I feel like they could get away with doing that. And, you know, with the the basis of uh, Hyperforce, it's like at, at a, you would either have to have a super huge budget or just do it animated. Yeah, and honestly... Depending on how they do animated, they still might need a super huge budget. Look at Pixar. <laughs> That's fair. I, I think that they would probably go for like a Netflix if they were to do it. I think they would probably go for like a Netflix um, Voltron, which ironically, I was wearing a Voltron shirt earlier, but I changed it. Uh, I'll explain why at the end. But um, uh, Voltron type of Netflix show. I could see that. I don't know you know, budget wise, what Voltron was, but I, I can't picture that being a huge budget. I mean, maybe it is. I don't know. No, Rando's probably, Rando's probably the guy to ask. <laughs> Dude, he knows all that stuff. He, he knows all that pop culture stuff, you know? Oh yeah. You know, his first appearance was in, uh, that movie with so-and-so. He was the guy in the background who drank that drink. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, he Rando's a good guy. I'm just poking fun at you. <laughs> Dude, I love Rando. He he's he's incredible. He is. He is. But but you're uh, you're currently working with him, right? Uh, I am. Yeah. So if you open the Dethida folder, and I hope I'm not showing something I'm not supposed to, Rando. Um. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> this is kind of funny, and I'll explain the images to the right in a second. Um, on the left. That is, unfortunately, it's kind of small because it's a turnaround movie. Mm -hmm. But that is the helmet we're working on together. So he has his, he he has this um, script for this character called Dethida. And he's kind of like a common Rider character in my eyes. Uh, he's got that bike. But Rando would probably be correcting me right now. Being like, no, he's more of a Mega Man or you know something like that. But he's, a, I think he's kind of inspired by Common Rider. Um, I think the other one he said was Hakaida, um, which I haven't seen yet. Sorry. <laughs> um, Shame on you. I know, I know, dude. I, I have it on my list. Okay. <laughs> Everybody has a get... list of stuff they just need to watch. I know. I I thought about posting like. I put a whiteboard up with, again, I'm looking at it, right? Put a whiteboard up with all the stuff I want to do modeling wise. Uh, but I should put a whiteboard up with all the movies I want to watch. Me and my wife talked about that and we, we never did it. Uh, cause honestly <laughs> people, people get upset with me cause I've never seen like the big Lebowski. 
I've never um, seen it either. <laughs> so, but anyways, back to Dethida. So this is kind of like a common Rider Mega Man. He could correct me if I'm wrong type of thing. And he reached out to me and said, Hey, I know you have other projects you're working, but what's the chances of you being able to do this for me? And I said, for you, Rando, no problem. So, um, he sent me that image in the middle, which because you don't have the turnaround that you can work, uh, maybe at the end we can see if we can get it to work, but uh, because let you me see if I can get it to, work. yeah, I'll quick. keep, I'll keep talking while you're doing that. Um, yeah. so at the end, um, <clears throat> you can see in the middle, that's his sketch. So he always sends me these sketches, um, of these character study sheets and I take those and I try to model it. And this is going back to that critiquing that Rando and I do. Um, so in those images and they're a little skewed, but that's okay. I'll send him the model as I'm working with it. So I'm, I'm the kind of person that I want the client involved every step of the way, right? There we go. Oh, look at that. I'm so proud of that. I learned how to do that turnaround just for this. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I'll explain that Jack in the back in a second. But um, <laughs> I'll take images as I'm making this, and I'll send it over to Rando, and I'll say, hey, Rando, you know, what do you, what do you think of this? Um, and he'll say, you know, what if you do it more like this? And you see, like, the, the chicken scratch with the red there? Um, <laughs> that's Rando editing my, my model on his cell phone while he was at work, I think. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we go back and forth, back and forth, and eventually we get something that looks like this. And this is going to be an actual fully printed wearable helmet. And we're going to make a stunt version and we're going to make a regular version. So the, basically the stunt version, because of the location of the eyes, the person wearing it is not going to be able to see out those eyes probably. Um, so we're talking about trying to figure out where to put the eye sockets or slits for the eyes or whatever. Um, and eventually I'm going to 3d print this. So I kind of put this on hold, uh, with Rando's permission because Chris broke his saber. Um, <laughs> so these just, just to give everyone the full story on that, these were never meant for action scenes because it was kind of a pipe dream. Um, <laughs> I shouldn't say a pipe dream. They were actually actively working it. Um, but because it was kind of like a, we didn't know if it was going to happen. I made those as like, hey, Chris, you can bring these to cons. Um, it was a display and, piece. Yeah, yeah. It was a display piece for him to take pictures with. That was the not, extent Not a swing it. around and, you know, act. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, this thing is heavy, man. This thing is heavy. Like, oh, I believe I, it. And it's, so I actually printed this um, at 50% infill so it wouldn't break. You could clock somebody with this and knock them out, I think. But... <laughs> Anywho, back to the Dethida. Um, that's a tongue twister, Dethida. <laughs> um, so, funny story. I was talking with Rando, and I said, hey, I'm working on the back of the helmet. What do you want in the back? And he goes, you know, Rich, I haven't really thought about it. <laughs> he goes, I always kind of thought, what if this guy has to recharge? Because he's kind of like a robot-like character. Um. And we we bounced around the idea of doing a Jack 
like a computer jack in the back. So here I am, right, <laughs> Googling, and I'm like, computer jack. And I see that one. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I think that was the old keyboards. <laughs> so I threw that on the back of the helmet and sent it over to him. And I said, Rando, what do you think of this? And ZBrush has this really, really cool feature where you can take an image and you can drag it out and it will basically mask and you can push it in. So I literally took the image off the Internet of an actual jack and I made that. Um, That's impressive. Yeah, it's really cool. ZBrush is a very powerful software. I tell my friends all the time, you know, my engineering friends who don't really do this, I'm like, you really got to see ZBrush because they're into 3D printing as well. I'm like, you really got to see ZBrush. This is really, really impressive. Um, And they hear me out, but they don't really have a use for it yet. Um, They'll they'll, they'll figure out a use. I was going to say, maybe someday they'll figure out a use. Um, They actually, I think the two of them have a 3D printer in one of their garages. Um, and they'll, they'll figure out a use. They're probably watching this right now, listening to me. <laughs> um, but anyways, so yeah, so that's something we're working on and it's going to be a fully wearable helmet. Um, I'm pretty much done with it for the most part. Uh, I need to touch base with Rando. He wanted a little bit of critiquing on the ears, but he's been a little hesitant to critique it to that level. He just wants me to print it at this point. Um, but I'm OCD, and if I don't fix it right, then it's going to bother me. So maybe I'll print one and fix it. <laughs> but so, yeah, so that's the Dethida there. Um, and it's a really cool project, and I'm really, really excited about it because of the fact that it is an original concept, and his ultimate goal is to be able to make a short film uh, or maybe a long film. I'm not sure with this. And, you know, I throw around the phrase pipe dream. Um, and I hope no one takes offense to that. I realize I probably shouldn't be saying that because it's not a pipe dream. I mean, look what Chris is doing with bloodline of the grid. You know, we all thought it would eventually happen. We just didn't know when, and we didn't know how. And DJ, uh, DJ Rivers, who you had on, I guess he helped align that whole thing. And, um, I shouldn't be saying pipe dream about these because they're not, you know, these are going to be done one way or another. That's the kind of people Chris Rando and DJ are. Um, and I don't know if, um, who's involved with Dethida. Sorry. I had to think about how I was going to phrase that. I don't know who's involved with Dethida, but I do know, Rando is very passionate about it and he's been talking to a lot of people about it. And if anybody can make this happen, it's going to be Rando. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. Rando, he's when he's passionate about something, he goes out and seeks it out. Um, so I just, I want to give a shout out to, you know, Chris Rando and DJ for really making these things come true. Cause without them, you know, these spiral savers, everybody is contacting me about including yourself christian as we know yeah yeah i, I did message you i'm and, like hey and i'm like hey uh yeah we can we can do that i'm sure <laughs> the files are ready <laughs> um but i have to give them credit you know they're getting me a lot of visibility and they're giving me the credit and I really appreciate being associated with them and, uh, especially, you know, Nerdbot studios and, um, Colin, what's Colin's last name? Colin Bass. 
Thank you. I was going to say Blass, but Bass is right. <laughs> Colin Bass. Yeah, Colin's been very, very, very good about it. You know, I, I'm kind of hovering over the page and saying, hey, do you think you can tag me in that? <laughs> the poor guy. <laughs> oh, man. And the poor guy. Yeah, sorry, I forgot. It's okay, Colin. It's really not a big deal. As if you don't have 19 people you need to tag on this post. Like, it's okay. I know that it happens. But he's been very, very good, and he's given me the opportunity to be associated with this as well as DJ and the whole team. You know, I'm glad to be a part of the team on this. And um, You're one of their Rangers. <laughs> you know, I wish. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> it would be nice. Get some of my martial arts skills going. It's been a while. <laughs> um, but no, it would be awesome to be associated with it. But they're in the, the West Coast and I'm on the East Coast, so there's no way. Not during COVID, at least. Maybe during Power Morphicon, I can get a small role. Probably not. <laughs> I'm happy to be doing the props. That's my bread. You know, that's what I like to do. That's my bread and butter. Just, just, um, just film something out in PMC. Just tell them you want an on-screen <laughs> death or something. There we go. <laughs> Ketchup hanging out of my mouth. It's funny that you say that. So um, <laughs> when I was younger, my brother was all about doing fan films. I, I say fan films, but most of them were like originals. And I'll never forget. We were up in Maine camping and I, <laughs> we were like on the edge of a cliff and we acted out some scene and we acted like I fell down the cliff or something. It's been a while. I was like 11, I think. So it's been a long time, but long story short, my parents are watching the film cause we do family viewings. Uh, my parents are watching the film and they go, where were you? You were doing what? <laughs> uh, so I could easily, and we had a little bit of ketchup. That's where I got the idea for the ketchup. We had a little bit of ketchup on the edge of my mouth like I was bleeding. Uh, <laughs> so I'm sure your I, parents love that. Oh, I'm sure they do. He actually ended up going to school for film. Um, oh, so, yeah. So it's funny. I'm doing the props and you know, he's got the film background. And I'm like, man, we should get together and make some short films. It'd be fantastic. My dream is to make a Guyver film. It's been my dream ever since I saw Guyver. I don't know if you've seen that, but I have not. I've heard about it, but I've never uh, seen it. You know, this is probably a really bad comparison because Choku, everybody morphs, but it kind of reminds me of a dark version of Power Rangers. Um, I think back when I saw it, that was the only thing I could think of. And it's just stuck with me like that. Um, and uh, Mark Hamill's in it. <laughs> oh, Luke Skywalker, the Joker, the trickster, a, the Flash. He is in it, and I think he's a voice actor in it. I don't think he's actually, like, truly in it. Rando could correct me, because he's like that. Um, <laughs> but he, he's actually in it, and it's so funny, because his name is plastered on... <laughs> this tells you how far back it's going. On the VHS box, right? It says, like, Mark Hamill, the Giver. And, um... <laughs> I'm watching it and I'm like, where's Luke Skywalker? <laughs> but you don't uh, recognize the voice. It, it, if, if you didn't know it was him, you wouldn't know it was him. You know, yeah, he he's a great voice actor. Um, But yeah, so that's my dream. I actually want to make again on, on the list. I have so many things I want to do, but I want to make a fully functional by functional. I mean, able to move um, Giver suit eventually whether i buy that off someone and print it or what um i know nico industries 
uh, has a good one. So I'll probably eventually buy it off of him for myself to make a cosplay. But I would love to do a short film like that. Hint, hint, wink, wink, anybody out there. <laughs> Dude, short films uh, are amazing, especially the Power Rangers one that, that, oh, that yeah. have been made so far. Yeah. I follow quite a few of those guys, um, and they, they put out good stuff. And the cosplay stuff is, like, on point. They're so good at it, like, miles beyond what I would have ever imagined. Sometimes but, better than what's in the show, but hey. <laughs> mostly spandex you gotta watch some common writer for good cosplay that's true <laughs> um yeah so we still have the dethida spinning but yeah i i'm excited to be associated with dethida and um it's it's awesome it's awesome that i can work with rando like that and have these opportunities given to me by honestly rando gave me a lot of opportunities and that's why i give him a lot of shout outs i know some people um, think you know you're just giving him shout outs but no I, I respect the guy you know he he takes it and he, he has a drive and he drives you um, so I'm excited to be doing Dethida and if uh, you go back we can show some bloodline of the grid which honestly Ooh. I know absolutely I gotta be honest with you I know nothing <laughs> other than some costumes in it I know nothing about bloodline of the grid <laughs> <laughs> it's in the, in the saber folder, right? Yes, yes. And you might want to just close the spin around because I you can't see the uh, stuff. But, All right, let me just. Um, where is it? There we go. But yeah, so real quick before we dive into Bloodline for the Grid, I love that image on the far right with uh, Chris. Uh, Chris and the um, Prince Ranger. The Prince Ranger. Yeah, I have no idea who made that helmet. I've seen them in some of the cosplay groups. Um, yeah. I, I, if you know who it is, please give them I a shout no out. I have no idea. Because that is a fantastic, that is fantastic great. cosplay. And I think that cosplayer also did a um, Austin Powers Power Ranger cosplay. I'll have to see if I can dig that up and send it oh, to yeah, you. It's hilarious. That, that's, that sounds amazing. Uh, I think like the grill was like worked into the teeth, like the teeth uh, worked into the mouthpiece. Oh man. But anyways, um. So, yeah, real quick before we dive into Bloodline for the Grid, up the top, if you can get the images working since you got that spin around working, let's see. Um, nice. If you can't, no big deal. But I just wanted to kind of show people the process of um, doing this modeling. Mm -hmm. And there you go. There's another image. <laughs> that was me presenting Chris. Uh, you might have been around. I actually got down on one knee when I gave him the large saber and presented it to him like it was like the Holy Grail. Uh, <laughs> but. Well, that. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's, um, it's weird. I don't know what's up with this. No, no worries. No worries. It probably doesn't help that I sent you a zipped file. Um, but. What we do is we actually watch the film and go online. And um, my wife can attest to this because she walked in when I first started doing the saber because that was really my first big cosplay item. Um, and I have <laughs> – I actually went to Mega Ranger because they used the saber a lot more, it seemed like, in that. And uh, I have Mega Ranger on my TV. And I'm sitting there with my phone and I'm like – yeah, that's good. <laughs> Taking photos of the TV so I can get the detail. 
<laughs> and of course I'm streaming it, right? Because it's on Shout Factory. And I have the the DVD, but I'm too lazy to put it in. So <laughs> so I'm streaming it and I'm like, pause. Oh man, I missed it. Go back. Pause. Oh <laughs> finally I got it. So I'm taking the photos and I put them into the software. I, I'll upload the photos into the software and I will do an image. Uh, a transparency on the model with the image in the background and I'll actually model over the image. And that's how I get that detail that you're seeing. So it's just kind of a neat little side thing that a lot of people I don't think realize. Um, so anyways, bloodline of the grid. So if you scroll down, uh, there should be two screen caps of the promotional stuff. Um, on the far right there, either one, whichever one you want to talk about first. Um, so that is, okay, sorry. I thought you moved the mouse. Oh, that's my mouse. Um, <laughs> so on the, on the bottom left, you can see that's Chris with, uh, the Kano eye as everyone's calling it. Um, and the, the saber was in that image. And that was really surprising to me because I had absolutely no idea that they were, using that uh the saber actually for this movie so i was blown away when they put out that promotional image and that's when i started with the whole hey do you think you can tag me in this because i had no idea they were going to be using it um so because i i gave chris that saber for free i didn't think it was going to be used in anything i thought it was just something he wanted basically just something that looks cool yeah um, and all of a sudden it's in bloodline for the grid and, you know, Chris and Rand always talked about it, but I never knew there was, you know, DJ and Chris and Rando pushed this and got it to where it is. And all of a sudden my sabers in it, <laughs> I was like my, my little mind, or I guess my mind isn't little, but <laughs> I was like, holy crap. It's like when he posted the picture, when he got it, <laughs> I remember he posted that picture and my wife was giving my daughter a bath, I think. And I'm like, hey, Missy, Chris posted the saber on Instagram. <laughs> She's like, what? And then over the over like the next few nights, I'm like, how many likes does it have? <laughs> um, so. Yeah, so they posted that and I was just so blown away that it was being used in the film. Um, and I reached out to. I don't know how I got in touch with Colin. Somehow I found out that Colin was associated with it. And I ended up reaching out to Colin and saying, Hey, that saber, you know, I, I made it. Is there a chance you can tag me? He was more than willing to, which was great. Um, and actually he, he sent me, um, a couple files of something he wants me to print for him. Um, and I, I have that in my workload to do. So you might be seeing more stuff come out from NerdBot with our props in it, actually. Um, but so that saver was in it, right? And then all of a sudden, Mr. TK Johnson over here, DJ Rivers, posts the next photo. <laughs> and I'm looking at that photo and I like pinch zoom. And I'm like, holy crap. That's my other saber. <laughs> those are both so, mine. Those are both mine. I made those. <laughs> and uh, again, credit to Rando for making the black and red. And it was funny because I tagged Rando. I posted that to our, our page. And I tagged Rando in it. And he, he contacts me on the side. And he goes, hey, uh, 
thanks for tagging me, but I have nothing to do with that saber. <laughs> and I'm like, sure you do. <laughs> You're staying tagged. But um, yeah, so I was really excited to see that too. And um, I've been talking with DJ off and on, actually. And we're talking about potentially making some actual functional, by functional I mean stunt-worthy versions of these down the road. Um, and it's in my list to get to. That actually, because it's associated with the movie, I kind of bump other things down because I don't know when their next filming is. I know with COVID they can't really film, but who knows. Um, so I have one printed that I'm going to sand down, get really smooth. And I've never done this before, but I think I can do it. Um, I'm going to cast it. And I'm going to cast it probably out of like a latex or a rubber type of thing. So I got to make a mold and cast it. And uh, I'm sure it's a messy process, but I got to do it while the summer's here and winter doesn't come in or my yeah. wife will kill me. Yeah, it's too cold <laughs> to be doing stuff like that in the winter. Yeah, dude, it's funny. We... Um... <laughs> We started heating up our shed so we can spray paint in the winter because with the crappy weather that we get up here in New England, oh, um, we, we tried painting a few things and we had to sand the whole thing down because the weather wasn't permitting. I'm like, I know the back of the can says 60, but eh, we'll see what happens. We'll see, we'll, <laughs> we'll see what happens with negative 20. Don't do it. <laughs> um. So, yeah, I, I'm really excited to be associated with Bloodline, um, and I'm really excited to see what they're putting out. So, Yeah, I think everybody's looking forward to it, and it's it's great that your sabers are in it. And, I mean, like, I don't see anybody else making quality, like, spiral sabers or other things like this. Yeah, I mean, there's a few people out there. Uh, there's a few people. I can't take all the credit. I've seen some stuff. But you're right. It's very few. A lot of people focus on the helmets. Um, and when I started going down this, and again, I think this was... You know what I think happened with the Spiral Saber when I started modeling it? I think we went to New Hampshire. Um, and we were watching Power Rangers in Space with my daughter. And I came home... And I said, hey, I should model a spiral saber. And then Adam, is that where it started? My wife just popped around the corner. My friend Adam, <laughs> that's where it started, I guess. My friend Adam said I should make a spiral saber, apparently. Um, <laughs> so I ended up making the spiral saber. And then Rando, while we were gaming, hey, you're making a spiral saber? Cool, let's do this. And that's where it all came from. And I think in conversation between my wife and I and other fans and whatnot, it's what isn't covered in our fandom. You can get a helmet, you can get a suit, you can really get a majority of the stuff. Even the morphers, you know, you can get the toy morphers and they're pretty close for the most part with the exception of a few of them. Yeah. Nobody makes... Or you, or you can get the Japanese ones. Right, right. But nobody makes a life-size spiral saber. And actually... My wife uh, popping around the corner and saying that is what made me realize what actually happened with this was my friend Adam had the toy, the Japanese toy. And um, he said, hey, can you make a spiral saber full scale that will spin because he has an Andros cosplay? And I said, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and... Uh, I at least got one that hasn't spun yet. 
that's on the list to do. Make it spin. Uh, I don't know if I would offer spinning. There's a lot of electronics that go into that. But for Adam, I told him and I promised him I would. And he's one of my best friends, so I definitely will. And, uh, you know, that's an opportunity coming up maybe. So we'll see. But, yeah, so that's where that started. And one thing led to another, and here we are. <laughs> yeah, now we're here. Now we're with the them using your sabers and you know like you're just getting more recognition because of how great these sabers are and it's amazing thank to see you. great creators get the recognition they deserve well thank you i really appreciate it because um sometimes i i'm very 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 ocd about my props um we've probably repainted like the hyperforce helmet that you saw there three times and my wife is a saint uh because she'll bring it in and say hey how's this look and i say mm, you, you should sand that spot down and yeah. go back and paint that <laughs> she's over here saying yes yeah. you're welcome to just come on and pop your head in if you want uh <laughs> so yeah she'll she'll bring it in and i'm like you're you know, that spot there, it, it's not exactly level. We should probably stand that down and build it back up and go from there. Uh, again, these are 3D printed. They're not casted. So a lot of people who get casted helmets, they're perfect. You know, a 3D print, you do a lot of sanding for that. And that's why I'm starting to venture down the road of looking into casting. Um, it's great for me to be able to make a 3D print. And I probably will continue to do that. Uh, but bigger stuff like the saber, I've gotten, I don't know, four or five requests for this saber in since Bloodlines come out. <laughs> um, and that's why I'm like, I'm going to cast it. And if I cast it, I can make DJ Rivers his stunt version. <laughs> so that's my plan. But yeah. yeah. Um, so I think I kind of went through the process of making this, but I'll do a real, real quick um dirty process um and i don't know if there's anything else you want to ask but i'm kind of been beaten a dead horse i almost feel like maybe you feel otherwise but um so we'll get a raw print comes off the printer it's got all this joyous you saw how easily that broke off earlier joyous support material and if you set up your code right it breaks right off um i've had some i've had to cut off <laughs> which is kind of sad um but I will end up sanding this down, priming it, sanding it down again, priming it, spot putty, bondo, um, sanding it down, a couple iterations of that, some spot putty, then we'll paint it. Um, and the painting process, it depends on the situation. Something like the spiral saber goes pretty quick. Something like hyperforce green, where there's a lot of little details that that's tough. Uh, she spends a long time and I say she, cause she does most of the painting. She spends a long time doing that. Um, so I would say the longest part is the sanding. Well, longest part is the modeling than the sanding. <laughs> um, so the visors actually, so this one, I actually got this visor. Uh, we got a stunt cast of pink that we traded with uh, Jason Lopez back when this was really old, back when Bandai was making the toys, right? So what's Hasbro had it for two years now? Yeah, so that's been since like 20 like years. 
Yeah, so that's like four years. Um, probably more because it was a dragon zord. I traded the dragon zord because he couldn't find one. So I traded a dragon zord for his stunt cast pink. Um, and I, I actually took for my cosplay, that's my helmet. Um, I took the visor out of that and said to Missy, I'm like, We'll find another one when we get into the pink ranger for you to cosplay eventually. I'm using this for this year. Um, but so that is, um, I think it's PETG, thin, thin, thin PETG. And a lot of people do a window tint. Uh, I'm sure you might have been aware of that. But I don't do window tint. Um, I actually dye my PETG. So it's a dirty process. We just started doing it. Um, our kitchen is right now the dye is on every surface because oh, uh, what you have to do is you boil it and you drop dye packets in it and it has to be at like a specific temperature and then you take that and you add it to some cool water so that the temperature drops down and you dip your petg into it um but because you're boiling it the powder gets everywhere uh, so we actually decided we're not doing that inside anymore. <laughs> uh, we're, we, we're going to buy a burner and do it in the driveway, but yeah. So that's what makes our visors very different than the typical person. It's okay, Missy. He's fine. That's what makes our, sorry, my son walked over. You're that's good. what makes our, uh, visors very different than the typical. There's, there's my wife. Um, <laughs> that's what makes our visors very different than the typical helmet you get. Our visors are dyed. So you don't have to worry about that uh, film paling or bubbling or anything like that. So that was a learning experience. <laughs> I'll I'm, say that. I mean, it sounds like everything you've done so far is a learning experience, but you've done it so well since you've learned how to do it. Again, thank you very much. I have to give credit to my wife. <laughs> she does some of it too. Um, dream work, make the team work. Well, yeah, that's true. Dream work. that's true. That's true. And wrong. luckily, she's really laid back because I know a lot of wives who wouldn't let their husband do this. Um, but I try to take it and learn from it in everything I do in life. And I think that's, you know, a lot of people are like that. And it's just a question of they how far they take it. Um, I'm very OCD with these props. <laughs> so as as you can tell, um, it to the point that like, when I mailed out that Hyperforce helmet to the kid, um, I shouldn't call him a kid. He's probably my age. But when I mailed it out to him, I said, hey, if you don't like that, you let me know and you mail it back to me. And as soon as you send me the tracking, I will give you a full refund. <laughs> Just because I was so OCD about it. And he waited a year. And I couldn't say to him, like, he was so nice. Like I said, I have people who wait years for stuff. I have people who say, can you get it to me for two months? And those people who wait years for stuff, I am more willing to put in the time because you're waiting so long. You know, I do everything with passion and pride. But if you're waiting that long for something and you did not push me, this person did not push me at all. <laughs> that I would take the time. That's why I said... Nope, that spot's not good enough. Go back and sand it. We're going to do it again. <laughs> so I take a lot of pride in what I do. Um, and I wouldn't want to send something out to anybody that um, I wouldn't want myself. So well, that's kind of how I... Go ahead. 
I was going to say, I know people appreciate that. I know people appreciate good quality stuff, especially in this fandom. They don't want to get something that's like, it looks good on, on a picture, but when you get it up close, it's like, eh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that's a lot of the things um, people have said. And um, I know some actors who got props and people who are handlers for them. And they actually reached out to me and they said to me, hey, do you think you could do this for so-and-so? And I'm not saying any names just because it would give away other people's work and I don't want to be hating on anybody. Um, and I said, yeah, but doesn't he already have one? And she said, yeah, but when you get up close, like it's, it, you can see all the lines and I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah. I'll take a look and see what I can do. Um, and that's the thing, you know, we pay attention to that. So, well, that, that and I, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think a lot of people are starting to do that, to be honest with you. There's a lot of information out there on the 3D printing cosplay stuff now. So, Yeah, it's, it's, it's more viable than it was even five years ago. Now it's starting yeah. to become really popular. Yeah, and affordable. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the main thing, affordable. So, um, sorry, I know I just keep saying like one last thing. If you go back, I just want to show, the one thing we haven't really shown here is the Tiger Baton. And yeah. uh, a lot of people don't know that we offer this um, because it's not as popular as like a spiral saber. A lot of people cosplay Andros. Um, and I love that photo in the middle with the onesie. So <laughs> my wife being a Power Ranger fan herself, she goes online on eBay and finds these clothes for our kids. <laughs> and they're like ages old, you know, but they're in great condition <laughs> And she got this for my daughter. And when we were making the Tiger Baton, she's like, oh, this is a great photo opportunity being the artist that she is. Um, but anyways, so this head was modeled by my buddy Bryn Darby while I did everything else. Um, and what ended up happening is he sent me the head and I added some of the details on the head, like the lines for the whiskers and the pink um, stripes. Now... Uh, actually, I think I did the divots, too, maybe on the top. Now, what's cool about this and um, is it does one of these. You know, it unscrews. The whole entire thing unscrews. So you got three parts there. Um, I didn't have... It's it's pretty... I, won't, I don't want to say small because it's life-size, but it's pretty small. Um, so most of our images don't show that. But you can unscrew that pink ball and you can unscrew that head um, on that model. And I just... I'm really proud of that one because it's so different than anything else in the, in the fandom um, weapon wise, right? You know, you get a lot of spiral sabers, you get a lot of dragon daggers, but you don't get too many of these. Yeah. You never really uh, get a baton. Yeah. And it was a cool weapon to begin with. And then to actually be able to make one and have one for cosplays, you know, the few cosplayers who cosplay that like, Holy crap. That, that was awesome. <laughs> The person who requested that, props to you. No pun intended. <laughs> uh, so there's that. And the other thing, and I think I hinted at this before, I just took apart that whole saber because I can't keep my hands still. Um, That's fair. I ADHD. I, I don't know if I showed you guys this, but I didn't post anything with regards to this. 
the blaster. I call it the blaster tip, and everyone goes, "What the heck are you talking about?" But it's the blaster tip. I mean, the blaster tip. There's yeah. not really a name for it. I don't think. I mean, it's, yeah, it's spiral I think saber it's, uh, booster mode. But I was gonna say, I think it's spiral saber booster mode. But this piece is the blaster tip. So that's what's cool about doing these as modular pieces. I can literally print this if I wanted to, and send it to Chris, and he can literally just. Oh, I already have a saber. Let me throw that on. Dude, that that is super so, cool. I was really proud of that one. <laughs> and I mean, and again, my buddy Brindarby, he actually was modeling this while I was modeling the saber. <laughs> so, I got to give him shoutouts too. You know, he helps me out a lot. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's all I got. I I, I talked a lot. I'm very sorry. <laughs> you're good. You're good. That's the point of these interviews. I mean, I mean, we've only gone an hour and forty minutes. It's all good. <laughs> But I, I, I want to before we get on out. I just want to thank you for uh, coming on the show. This was a lot of fun. Oh, it was. Thank you for the opportunity. I mean, this was great. I love doing these interviews. Um, truth be told, Christian, this is my first one. Um, so I was a little nervous in the beginning. It kind of started flowing. I was like, "The heck am I going to talk about props for an, an hour and forty five minutes?" I think I am you being like, "Dude, you're lucky if you get a half hour." <laughs> hour and forty five minutes later. Um, but yeah, so I'm excited. You're the first one to have me do an interview. Um, and hopefully I'll get some more down the road. And if you have anything you ever want, let me know. Anybody have, has anything, feel free to reach out to me. Um, SG Mechanics Props and Prints. I always flip it, to be honest with you. You would know better than I do, actually. Yeah, it's SG Mechanics Props and Prints. I have it written down Thank right you. here. Thank you. How sad is that? I don't know my own name. Um, it I just go by, I go by SG mechanic on the consoles. So that's where I got the SG mechanic, mechanical engineering. I play a Gibson SG. So, and then I work on cars, marry it all together. SG mechanic. <laughs> um, anyways, so yeah, so you can find us, um, SG mechanic props and prints on Facebook and uh, see, if you want to see if you can bring up that splash, it's a PowerPoint. It may not come up. We've been having trouble, but that's okay. Ooh, let me see if I can. Uh, that has the Instagram and the other thing. It doesn't give me the warm and fuzzies with the way it's looking, um, but that's okay. So SG Mechanics Props and Prints on Facebook, SG Mechanics Props and Prints on um, Instagram. The only difference is, is Instagram doesn't let you use spaces, so I use dots. Um Christian, I'm sure you can link it somehow. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> no. I'll put it down you're in better, the links below. You're better than I am. At that. Yeah, it wouldn't let me bring it up, but I mean, I'll put no I'll put all the links below. Make sure to go check them out. Like, like if you if you want any of this stuff, make sure to just hit them up. I mean, that I I've talked to you about prices, and it's affordable. He's not gonna gouge you for prices. Yeah, I actually get a lot of people who are a little hesitant to go with me because of my prices are so low. Um, I had one person reach out to me to make a custom helmet, and he goes, why is your price so low to, compared to everybody else? And I always say to them, I have a 9 to 5. I'm not doing this to make a living. This is a side hustle. <laughs> you know. Um, and I don't even call it – I call it a hustle, but it's not even that. I have a printer. I like doing this stuff. Why not? <laughs> why not help somebody out in the process? Um, and where – we're willing to work with you. I have some people who like to pay up front. I have some people who like to pay, you know, just before we're going to ship. So hit us up. We're flexible. And, um, you know, if 
if you ever see me around the Ranger community, you see my face now. Um, I don't really post it on my page, but um, if you see me, just hit me up. Say hi. Yeah, when, when cons open back up. Yeah, when cons open back up, or even just on Facebook or anything, you know. If they see me on the Facebook, the my face. <laughs> That's what I call it, my face. Um, if they Same just see, thing. you know, if I, if I comment on something and they, they're interested in, hey, no one offers this, I'm looking for that, let me know. It doesn't even have to be Ranger related. Yeah, so, so. guys, like, like I said, it, it, his stuff is incredible. You saw the detail. We went over pictures. Like, he, he has stuff with him. Just hit him up. Like, I, I don't know what else to say. It's, it's, it's incredible. <laughs> um, thank you very much. I appreciate the kind words. Real quick before I log off. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to give a shout out to my wife for this shirt. So do you get this shirt? It, it's the band from Samurai. Thank you very much. It is so subtle. Nobody got it at Power Morphicon except for, ready? Jason Bischoff. <laughs> I love Bischoff, man. We were we were in the line getting the cards for um, whatever that game is. Drop Slam, that, Drop that, that music game, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he looks at. Uh, I think my wife was wearing one as well because we. She like made it and then like ordered it offline, printed, and uh, he goes, "Hey, I love your shirt." And she goes, "Hold on," and she turns around and she's like, "She went." I don't know if you can see that. I'm doing a really poor job here. There, you can kind of see it now. Are those she tour went dates? out. Those are tour dates with the year each season was, and um specific people from that season so like she re-watched the episodes <laughs> with the with the music scenes and she put like at ernie's juice bar it's like the rebel rockers at ernie's juice bar with whatever band was playing i think it might have been like amy joe at that time so it might have just been like kimberly hart you know but later on when they did the bands uh it was like so and so at uh, who's the guy from Ninja Steel? Uh, the gold samurai. Gold. Uh, God, what's his? I know his real name. It's like Joe. Levi. Yeah, Levi. Levi, Levi Weston. Weston. So she's got on there. She's updated this since. I don't know if this is the updated one. We have like four of them. And <laughs> the last one says um, at whatever place he played, the arena with Levi Weston. <laughs> so I just wanted to throw that out there. I thought it was funny. I was looking for my Sasori orange shirt and I couldn't find it, so I grabbed this instead. <laughs> well, bef- before we before we head on out, um, blue that somebody in the comment, blue ghost nine, blue goose nine five four zero one. He said, "Do you guys do shifter knobs?" <laughs> okay, that's my buddy Kyle Dottie. Um, <laughs> he's in California, so. He asked me, he lost the shifter knob to his uh, truck. So he asked me to 3D print him a Power Ranger shifter knob. So I took a Red Ranger helmet and shrunk it down and filled it. And then he sent me the collet for the shifter knob and we put it together and sent it to him. So um, to answer Blue Goose, yes, I guess we do do shifter knobs now, thanks to you. (laughs) That's what I mean. You can send us anything. (laughs) Oh man. Well, yeah. I appreciate you being on. 
Um, this was great. If you ever want to come back on again, or if you have any projects that you're working oh, on that you want to talk about on here, I'd more, be more than happy to have you on. Um, thank you. Guys, thank you for watching. Uh, we'll be back next week with a new episode. I'll try to do more promotional this time. It's just been a crazy <laughs> week. But, um, yeah, guys, check them out. Links will be down uh, in the description here soon. But until next